So, we talk a lot about Luke Hughes, but is there another young defenseman on the rise for the New Jersey Devils' system? Well, let's talk about a Russian player who has put on a lot of weight, has shown all the right signs of developing in the right direction, and overall the excitement that's taking place uh, in the New Jersey Devils' system. We have a lot to talk about in this, I guess, player profile episode. It's not really a player profile, but still, let's just talk about this certain player who uh, could make an impact for the New Jersey Devils in the future. So, buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 4.52 p.m. Eastern Time, September 23rd, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, I am more than excited for training camp because that means the season is fast approaching. So if you missed yesterday's episode, I basically talked about the Prospects Challenge in which Alexander Holtz Dawson Mercer and Nolan Foote all put on a great performance in a recent game against the Boston Bruins' prospects in which uh, all three of those players put up seven points. I talked about should all three of them potentially play on the same line together uh, this upcoming season, like as in should all three of them be brought up to the NHL and just play on the fourth line or whatever the case might be, whatever Lindy Ruff decides to do, mix and match, uh, you know, things of that nature. And I said that's something I would entertain. That's something I would be open to because you know if they're able to do that at for the Utica comments then why not bring them up to uh, the NHL level and see what they can do against you know real NHL competition because keep in mind the fourth line for any respective team is usually not your best players so you know you can put up against uh, B level players and just see what they can do have at it and uh, I, I just said if we're playing a good team I don't think that should be the scenario but if we're playing against a lousy team like the Ottawa Senators or the Buffalo Sabres, then absolutely 100% put them out there because for a team like the Ottawa Senators, they're, they're nothing but young guys. So uh, I think that would be pretty you know good competition against uh, uh, a, a team that is try- just trying to give uh, three players a chance to establish themselves at the NHL level. So anyway, so one thing I mentioned in yesterday's episode is that Remember, when we're looking at training camp or when we're looking at other things in general, you know, try to keep a lookout for some players that might surprise you. And we've been talking a lot about Alexander Holtz, Nolan Foote, uh, Dawson Mercer. We talk about Tyce Thompson. We talk about a lot of young guys uh, for the New Jersey Devils, especially from last year's NHL draft in which we selected Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer. But there is one first-round selection from last year's draft that we don't really talk about, and that is Shakir Mukamadoulin. So the thing with Mukamadoulin is that when he was drafted, it kind of caused an uproar amongst the fan base for the New Jersey Devils because no one thought he was going to amount to anything. Uh, people were just saying, why? What are we doing? Like, that's who we're going to select with our third uh, first-round uh, pick because, remember, the Devils had three first-round picks in last year's draft, so it made things really exciting because those are actually very valuable picks that can really help uh, shapeshift our uh, future. So we got a center, we got a winger, and we got a defenseman in Mukamadoulin. So it was just like, um, you know, we, we were satisfied with Holtz. We were satisfied 
with uh, Mercer, but we weren't really satisfied with Mukama Doolin. And the Devils kind of knew what they were doing because they were getting a project. And the thing with projects, guys, is that it's either boom or bust. There's really no in-between. So when you're getting a, a project, you're just getting a player that kind of falls under the radar, a, a player whose skills aren't really up to par, but you just look at their body frame, you look at what they were able to do against other teams, and you're just like, you know what, maybe they're not good right now. But if you develop them in the right direction, then maybe, just maybe, they can amount to something. And according to Pucks and Pitchforks, it looks like Mukama Doolin is answering the call and he's developing into something special. So it kind of raises the question, when will we see Mukama Doolin uh, get to the NHL level? So I wanted to, you know, dissect the article from Pucks and Pitchforks. I want to give my personal opinion because I was kind of on the fence in terms of drafting Mukama Doolin because I was just like, I don't think that was the best uh, player to select. But, you know, I, I was kind of one-sided on it. I didn't really look at it from like a body perspective. I didn't look at it from a potential perspective. I more thought about it from just a... Uh, um, j just a statistical uh, standpoint because I was like, we do need a defenseman, but why that defenseman? So the thing about uh, Mukama Doolin is that he is a high-risk, high-reward kind of player. So the New Jersey Devils, they're just hoping to get the best out of him and hoping that this is another diamond-in-the-rough uh, scenario for them. So when we're comparing um, his overall stature to some of his, uh, I guess, future teammates, we're, we're just going to say this for the sake of argument, uh, he's shorter than Ryan Graves and Dougie Hamilton. So Dougie Hamilton is six foot six. Ryan Graves is six foot five. However, he's taller than PK Subban and Ty Smith. So Ty Smith stands five foot eleven, and PK Subban stands six feet. Uh, I, I guess you could compare him to Jonas Siegenthaler, but the problem is Jonas Siegenthaler, he has a lot more weight compared to um, someone like Mukama Doolin because Mukama Doolin weighs 170 pounds. So even though he's the same height as Siegenthaler, he, Siegenthaler still has like 48, close to 50 pounds on him because Siegenthaler weighs 218 pounds compared to uh, Mukama Doolin's 170. So while his height is, you know, the average median for, you know, fitting in with the New Jersey Devils because we're seeing that they're trying to go bigger and just get stronger in that aspect, he needs to gain a lot of weight because Ty Smith has 10 pounds on him and Ty Smith is three inches shorter than him. P.K. Subban is uh, a couple inches shorter than him and P.K. Subban weighs 210. So he has 40 pounds on uh, Mukama Doolin. So the thing about Mukama Doolin is that if he wants to be successful at the NHL level, he needs to gain a lot of weight. That's the key priority for him. And similar to Jack Hughes, he must have listened to the naysayers because this past year he was able to bulk up to 194 pounds and he also grew an extra inch. So that's another thing um, that I, I like about drafting like young guys like Mukama Doolin is that he's 19 years of age. He just had a birthday. So you, you know he can grow an extra inch or two and doing so goes a long way because they're continuing to develop their de uh, continuing to grow so the fact that he was able to go from 170 to almost 200 pounds in just a year span hopefully that's mostly muscle and not like you know fat hopefully he wasn't like eating like mcdonald's or fast food or things of that nature let's just hope that you know he gained it in muscle but overall the fact that he's uh you know bulking up and showing the effort to get better i think that's what the new jersey devils are looking for because remember this past uh, year the new jersey devils were trying to get bigger on the defensive side of things
which is why, you know, someone like Ty Smith, he needs to gain some weight if he wants to be more effective with this overall system for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, hopefully, Riley Walsh, who stands six feet and weighs 185, hopefully he can gain about 15 pounds so that way he can be somewhat effective because to give you guys reference, here's the here's the absolute ceiling for the New Jersey Devils. Dougie Hamilton is six foot six and weighs 230 pounds. Then you got Ryan Gray, six foot five, 220 pounds. And the floor, you have to be at least as skilled as Ty Smith if you want to be five foot eleven and 180 pounds. So uh, Mukama Doolin, Luke Hughes, uh, you know, guys who have similar body frames to uh, someone like uh, Ty Smith, you better be as skilled as him because if you're not up to par with what the New Jersey Devils are looking for from the past few seasons, then you're going to wash out really quickly in that overall system. That's assuming if Lindy Ruff is around for a few more years. So I'm just under the impression that Lindy Ruff is here for about three years, completed year one of three. Now he's in the middle of his contract and uh, I don't know if he's going to get an extension or not. I don't know if he wants one, but uh, I, I've been looking everywhere to you know find his contract negotiation. It is nowhere to be found. So I'm just going under the impression that the New Jersey Devils uh, signed him for three years. So you know we'll, we'll see what happens. But Mukama Doolin gaining 20 pounds over this frame within the past year, it really can go a long way. And um, according to a writer from the draft analysis, uh, apparently Mukama Doolin skated, passed, shot, and defended like a true number one defenseman. A true number one defenseman, really? That's really interesting to see, and that's something we're going to talk about in a second. But first, I had to give you guys the first live read this morning before we continue, and it comes from BetOnline.ag. So we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start the, another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus that doubles your initial deposit just for, for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked On. And now the second live read comes from DirecTV, so this is very relevant for all you football fans. So does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend log in for the good stuff well i want to tell you a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your tv together it's called direct tv stream and it brings you live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com compatible device required content varies by Package. So back onto the topic for Shakir Mukamadulin. Uh, when we're looking at what he was able to do um, this past season while playing for the KHL, he appeared in 39 games, had three goals, seven assists for a grand total of 10 points. So the reason why I compare him to Jonas Siegenthaler is just because Jonas Siegenthaler um, is kind of in the similar boat, which is Siegenthaler is not going to blow you out the water with his uh, offensive production, but the fact that he's able to 
assert himself on the defensive side of things. I think that's what people are looking for, and I think that's what people are going to be looking for from Mukama Doolin as well. So, you know, uh, while playing for the KHL, yeah, maybe it doesn't, you know, pop out at you. But like I said, this is a high risk but a high reward for the New Jersey Devils. And the fact that Mukama Doolin was able to, you know, gain 20 pounds uh, during this past season uh, should really go a long way. So, you know, when, when you're looking at the stats, just, you know, think of it from a different perspective. And let's just hope for the best that Mukama Doolin can develop into the right direction. But the one thing I want to talk about that uh, Ryder said was that uh, Mukama Doolin was skating, passing, shot, and defended like a true number one defenseman. So we've been talking about the future for someone like uh, Luke Hughes. And on this show, I am big on Riley Walsh. But I never really talked about Mukama Doolin and how he could possibly fit in to the New Jersey Devil system. But here's the issue. He's going to have stiff competition. So when we're looking at the lines for the uh, New Jersey Devils, you know, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is the top line of Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves. So uh, Ryan Graves will be playing the... Uh, uh, the left wing position, whereas Dougie Hamilton will play the right wing position. Then you got Ty Smith and Damon Severson, Jonas Siegenthaler, and PK Subban. So, uh, like I said, if I'm if I'm comparing um, Mukama Doolin to a current New Jersey Devils player, it's just that Jonas Siegenthaler kind of just fits the boat in terms of frame. And you know, when you're looking at Jonas Siegenthaler's overall you know impact or statistics, it's nothing eye popping because uh, he played in eight games for the New Jersey Devils and put up zeros across the board but the reason why Lindy Ruff is just so big on him is just that he's a project and also he doesn't hinder the offense so an average fan will just say that Siegenthaler just hinders our overall offense you know he ruins us and you know uh, he, he will contribute little to nothing for our um, for our, our team but that's not true there's a reason why the New Jersey Devils protected Jonas Siegenthaler in the expansion draft from the Seattle Kraken it's because Lindy Ruff sees a project. Lindy Ruff sees a big body. And Jonas Siegenthaler asserts himself on the defensive side of things by turning away shots. Overall, just, you know, uh, putting his body on the line. So what uh, Jonas Siegenthaler does doesn't really show up in the stat sheet. But, you know, overall, is he a top defenseman? No. But at the same time, he's good enough to be in our rotation and, you know, someone like uh, if we pair him with P.K. Subban, maybe P.K. Subban could give him a couple pointers about, you know, just uh, developing into the right offensive set. But, you know, that's a little bit of a stretch. But at the same time, it's something that I'm willing to see. So if if uh, Mukama Doolin was to be brought up to the New Jersey Devils organization uh, tomorrow, I'd say the person whose spot he would obviously take is Jonas Siegenthaler and uh, because similar to Jonas Siegenthaler, they're both, uh, you know, have the same stature. Uh, uh, Mukama Doolin is a left-handed defenseman, similar to Siegenthaler. So I, I, if you're just looking for a comparison between those two players, then, you know, just look at uh, Jonas Siegenthaler for a better reference. So uh, Mukama Doolin has been making a lot of strides in his development over the past year. And uh, for the Devils, this is really encouraging because, if he continues to develop in the direction that he's going in right now, then uh, Tom Fitzgerald, you know, he he hit another diamond in the rough. Like, first Igor Sharangovich, possibly Jonas Siegenthaler in the future. And, you know, now you got Luke Hughes to look forward to. You got Riley Walsh to look forward to. And now if you add another defenseman to the mix, then our future is set. And uh, honestly, guys, it, it's something to be very excited about because, like I said, we've talked about a lot about the forwards for the New Jersey Devils. Like in yesterday's episode, they were the center of the episode. 
But now we have the chance to talk about a few defensemen. And I, I think in order of importance, it's going to be Luke Hughes, even though he's not going to play for us for another year or two. Then Mukama Doolin. And, uh, you know, third, and this is uh, very subjective, but Riley Walsh just due to the fact that what he was able to do at Harvard University. So I would just, uh, you know, when, when we're looking at the overall development for our defensemen, just look at those uh, types of players and, you know, hopefully they can develop into the right direction because Luke Hughes will be the best offensive player out of the bunch. And then Mukama Doolin might be the best uh, defenseman. And then when we're looking at someone like uh, Riley Walsh, I, I believe he could play two-way decently, but I think people are going to be heavily favored towards his offense as well. But he's not better than Luke Hughes because there's a reason why Luke Hughes was drafted in the first round compared to Riley Walsh in the third round. So, you know, just putting that into perspective. So we're going to talk about the overall work ethic and what I believe uh, Mukama Doolin could amount to in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the third and final live read this morning. And it comes from rockauto.com. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com in, in your pocket and at home. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com So I'm seeing a lot of uh, these reporters say that Mukama Doolin could be a very good two-way player. And here's the thing I say to that is just that, yeah, he could be. But the way I see it, anyone can say that they're going to amount to be a good two-way player because it's just like I can do everything. I I'm not really seeing it in the scorebook quite yet. I'm not trying to hate on Makama Doolin, but, you know, I literally read you guys his offensive numbers in 39 games play, which is a decent amount of games to be playing in. He barely uh, racked up 10 points, so he barely uh, hit double digits. So, and, and, and like I said, in 39 games played. So that's a little, like, I guess a little off-putting. However, this season for the 2021-2022 season for the KHL, he appeared in nine games and he had one goal, two assists for a grand total of three points. So I guess he's on pace to, you know, uh, break that number out of the water. But at the same time, I'm not really seeing it quite yet. So I'm not trying to hate on Makama Doolin. I'm just saying, let's take our time. Let's just wait until he's like fully developed. Like I said, he's still growing. He still can put on some more weight. I'd say maybe uh, five more pounds just to reach 200 will do for him. And, you know, the fact that he is, you know, putting in the work and the fact that uh, these writers are saying good things about Mukama Doolin, you know, I, I, I think it's a very good thing because it's going to make the New Jersey Devils look good for drafting him. And, you know, we all need that story about, you know, people doubting him and just like, um, you know, becoming something special. But at the same time, he's not quite there yet. So I'm just saying let's slow it down a little bit and let's let him develop in his own way. So like the one thing I have to say to McConnell Doolin is play your strengths. Don't play into what 
other people are trying to make you out to be. So it seems like the New Jersey Devils, especially with the acquisitions of someone like Ryan Graves or Dougie Hamilton and, you know, us talking about P.K. Subban and just being on his case for the last few years or so, is just that, you know, we want two-way players. We want players who can score goals, you know, pass the puck well, and overall just assert themselves on the defensive side of things. But the one thing I have to say is let's let our players just play to our strengths. So when when I'm, you know, reading these articles saying that uh, Mukama Doolin is going to be a great two-way player, I'm just like, well, I haven't seen it so far. So, and there's really no indication that he could be a good two-way player. Like I, like I said, I'm glad that, you know, these writers are making these nice comments about him and the fact that he skated, passed, shot, and defended like a true defenseman. The one thing I'm focused on is the skating, uh, the defensive m- mindset, and also his passing. I couldn't care less about his shooting because, like I said, we have a player who's asserted themselves on the defensive side of things without hindering our offense, and that's Jonas Siegenthaler. So Jonas Siegenthaler plays to his strengths, and he's not playing into what you know uh, people want him to be like. And the fact that he's gotten out of the Washington Capitals organization, and now he's on a young team like the New Jersey Devils, who's you know semi trying to compete for a playoff spot, semi re- uh, rebuild. So it's just like it kind of fits that he gets more opportunities. So uh, I I just want to say for Makaba Doolin, I'm really excited for his development. I'm glad that he's putting in the work. Uh, You love the kid's work ethic. But at the same time, let's just, you know, slow down a little bit. And and the fact that, um, you know, maybe he could surprise a lot of people. I'm looking forward to see what his development is going to be like. Like I said, still young, still improving. And uh, we'll we'll just see how his uh, season goes. And Uh, The one thing that kind of made him stand out is that uh, he had a very good slap shot. But here's the thing. P.K. Subban also supposedly has a very iconic slap shot. But the thing is, P.K. Subban's shots get redirected. They get blocked. So, you know, the one thing I want to say about having a good slap shot, and same with Ryan Graves, which is, you know, use it accordingly. And... The uh, one thing about Mukama Doolin was that um, a lot of people just questioned his defensive game and the fact that, you know, he was coming off a shoulder injury before he was drafted, you know, left a lot of people concerned and rightfully so. I can understand why you don't really want to take a risk and that's why people were kind of against the idea of Mukama Doolin uh, being drafted by the New Jersey Devils. So I'm just saying like, you know, let's just be a little patient. He's making strides to get better. He's put on the weight. Uh, I think he still maintained his slap shot, but, you know, use it accordingly. And the fact that he's recovering well from his shoulder injury really says something. So I'm, I'm overall excited that the New Jersey Devils were able to possibly get the best out of him. But, you know, I just want to say, like, uh, I, I think he could fit in well with our organization, but he doesn't have to be a two-way player. He could be just like uh, Jonas Siegenthaler, like I said many times. So, you know, I, I believe that's a player he should model his game after, and it's very surprising to say that, and some of you might disagree with me because I don't think that's his ceiling. I'm not saying Jonas Siegenthaler is his ceiling, but let's just set it at a good baseline for now for where he's at in his career. And like I said, he has playing time before he gets to the NHL level, and uh, we, we I'm just looking forward to see what he could do for the KHL and then uh, you know let's just see what he could potentially do if he's given the opportunity to play for the New Jersey Devils he hasn't signed his entry-level deal quite yet so we're just waiting for that time to come so uh, he, he's still unsigned with the organization ju- just to uh, put that out there so th- uh, he's not really going to be playing for the New Jersey Devils at least for I don't think this year possibly next year I don't know I don't know when his contract is up but uh, ju- just 
uh, putting that out there. He's still unsigned by the New Jersey Devils. He hasn't signed his three-year entry-level deal. So, well, let's just be patient in that regards, and let's just let him develop and continue. And uh, once he does sign his entry-level deal, I can't wait to see what he does for the Utica comments, and uh, we'll just see what happens. He could possibly sign it uh, mid-season. Um, you know, similar to what Alexander Holtz did. I don't know. It depends on when his KHL season ends. So, you know, let's just see what he does over at the KHL. Then once he signs his entry-level deal, let's see what he does for the Utica comments. If it's next year, we'll have to wait to see what he does in training camp. But that's like over 365 days away. I, I, I know it's a little bit of a joke because I'm just saying we're like way, 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 way out in front of that. I'm, I know there's only 365 days in a year. It was just a little joke uh, that I do with my friends. So, um... You know, he's a six foot four defenseman who can skate well and he he has qualities that could make him a great defenseman at the NHL level. But like I said, let's just be patient. But let me know what you guys think uh, on Twitter. That's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils and thanks for listening.